This is the Retirement Detective Podcast, where we dive into cases with Philip Mock, chartered financial analyst and certified financial planner professional, to solve common retirement and financial planning questions. Get insight into how to solve quandaries that appear on the path to and through retirement, ideas on how to approach savings and investing for retirement, and how to plan for retirement in a tax-efficient manner. Now, here's your host and lead retirement detective, Philip Mock. Hi, everyone. It's Philip Mock here with the Retirement Detective Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to look at a couple of tax, dare I call them, loopholes that exist within the estate and gift tax laws that allow you to gift under certain conditions more than the annual amount that you're limited to each year by the IRS. We will talk about these thresholds and we'll talk about these two options that are available to people that are maybe in that scenario where you have a taxable estate and you're gifting to people each year. There are two exceptions that don't count against your annual limit and we're going to dive into those in today's case. First of all, I know I shared a teaser with you a couple episodes ago about our website coming out. It is almost finished. I promise that wasn't being a a tease or clickbait or anything like that. It really is almost done, and I look forward to sharing that with you very soon. You'll be able to check out the show notes for each episode. You'll be able to listen to all the episodes there from that website and have a way to sign up to uh, get email reminders about episodes if you'd like and that sort of thing. So really excited for that to be coming out soon. Today, I'd like to talk with you about estate and gift tax. Let's take a step back and talk about taxation in general as it relates to individuals. And keep in mind that estate and gift tax is a very different realm than income tax. So For income tax, the kind of the rule of thumb to consider is that everything is taxable unless the IRS says otherwise. Just kind of a general tenet of tax law is everything's taxable, all income's taxable at least, unless there's a good reason why not in the tax code. They give you an exception. Gift tax operates a little differently. So for most people, Estate and gift tax is really not something that they're incredibly concerned with because a relatively small percentage of people find themselves in the estate tax realm. Their estate or the value of their estate, if they're alive or shortly after death, is not at a level where you're really worried about uh, estate taxes being due. Currently, under the tax law for 2023, the gift and estate tax exemption is just under $13 million. So what that means is for each person that passes away, there is a limit of $13 million for which any estate value that's underneath that threshold is not subject to estate tax, but any amount that is above that would be subject to estate tax. And under current law, 
the gift taxes use the same threshold. So to take a very simplistic example, if you had exhausted all of your annual gift limits this year, which we'll talk about that in a second, and you decide to give someone a million dollars as a gift, and then you passed away, uh, you know, several years later, let's say five years later, if the estate tax exemption to round is $13 million and you gave a gift of $1 million, then when you pass away, your estate is not judged against the 13. It's judged against 13 minus one because there's a deduction for all of the gifts that you made that exceeded the annual limit in that particular year. So then it would be comparing your estate to 12 million. So let's say you had given out $5 million in gifts. The estate threshold's 13, and so therefore you're looking at your estate compared to a value of 8 million. Is your estate over 8 million? And if so, it might be subject to estate tax. And if it's below that, it's probably not. But the key takeaway is that gifts made over a certain annual limit are a deduction for what your overall lifetime gift and estate tax exemption amount is. In other words, it's almost like you're pre-distributing um, it to your heirs. It's like they're pre-inheriting it in a way from a, from a tax perspective. So each year the IRS says that each person can give up to a certain amount in gifts to another individual and not be subject to having to reduce your annual gift and estate tax exemption. And for 2023, that amount is $17,000. So you can give, uh, let's say you have four friends, friend A, friend B, friend C, and friend D, and you decide you want a gift to all of them. You could gift each one of them up to $17,000, and that would not have any impact on the total amount of your lifetime gift and estate tax exemption. If you gifted more than that in one calendar year, you would have to file a gift tax return that basically tells the IRS, hi, I made a gift that exceeded the annual limit, and I'm letting you know so that you know in the future when I die, my estate and gift uh, exemption amount is going to be a little bit less because I exceeded that threshold this year. As long as you give to each individual only up to the amount of the annual exclusion amount per year, that for 2023 it's 17000 but it has been increased, it usually increases a little bit each year. If you always gifted below that, then you'd probably never exceed that annual limit that required you to report anything on a gift tax return and have any deduction from your lifetime gift and estate tax exemption amount. However, if you did, then you probably would find yourself in a position that if you had always gifted below the limit, you'd never exceeded that annual limitation amount, you probably would never need to file a gift tax return, and you most likely would have your full gift and estate tax exemption intact without any deductions if all you'd done throughout your life is the annual exclusion amount. But what if you're in a situation 
where your estate is maybe pretty large and you are needing to get money out of your estate because you maybe currently have a taxable estate. And so that would be a case where you might be incentivized to want to gift early for a number of reasons. There are, in general, three key exceptions to that annual exclusion amount. So that's a per taxpayer amount. So if you have a married couple, let's you know say spouse A and B, spouse A can give that seventeen thousand amount to you know per taxpayer any individual. So can spouse B. So if they have a cousin that maybe they wanted to both gift to, they could each give the seventeen thousand amount separately, and that would be just fine. The three exclusions are kind of broken into two categories. One is a really kind of an obvious one, but I think it's worth noting, and that is the spousal. So you can always give um, unlimited gifts to your spouse. There's a, a marital deduction for computing uh, the taxable gifts of a married donor for property that passes to the donor's spouse. So pretty much there's an unlimited amount of property that can pass between spouses without having to file gift tax return or anything like that. The exception to this would be that if the spouse is not a U.S. citizen, then there is an annual limit that you need to consider. There are also some special rules on something called terminable interests, and uh, so it's an interest in property that will terminate or die at the end of a certain amount of time, um, those rules get a little tricky. So we're mainly talking about cash, investment, stocks, property, uh, physical assets, real property, that sort of thing. There's an unlimited marital deduction between spouses, as long as they're both United States citizens. So that one's kind of obvious. We do this all the time with our spouse. We don't really think about it in terms of hey, I'm going to move money from my account to your account. Um, do we need to file a gift tax return? And nobody really thinks that way, but I felt like it was worth pointing out. So let's dive into the two exclusions that I kind of highlighted in the intro for this episode. So normally, if you're in a situation where you probably have a taxable estate, your financial planner or your estate tax attorney has probably guided you that you need to give money away, which sounds odd. And for people that I've worked with over the years that have received that advice, it's often received a number of different ways. Some people don't like the idea of giving money away that they worked so hard for. They want to see their heirs work hard too. Others feel great about it. There's, you know, just can't wait to write the check and everything in between. But the point is that if you're in that situation where you know you're going to have a taxable estate, and by the way, beginning in 2026, that lifetime estate gift tax exemption gets cut back in half. And that's because of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that was passed was designed to have a sunset. So at the end of 2025 or the beginning of 2026, some of the changes that were a part of that law will revert back to how they were before the law. And so the estate and gift tax limit, lifetime limit, is one of those things. So currently it's just under $13 million per person or just under $26 million for a couple. Those amounts will be 
continue to be adjusted for inflation each year, but in general cut in half beginning in 2026. So if you're currently in a situation where you have a taxable estate of, you know, let's say 15 million and you're a couple, well, you don't have a taxable estate now, but you might have a taxable estate here in three, four or five years after these things sunset. So one way that there's, a, well, a number of ways that you can try to reduce the value of your estate so that you're not subject to estate tax. One of them is quote, giving money away. But when you give money away and it's over that annual limit, there are consequences. And the main consequence is that it reduces your annual lifetime gift and estate tax exemption. However, there are three exceptions. So the one is gifts to your spouse. The other one, the other two are pretty interesting. So it's in the tax code that there's an unlimited gift tax exclusion for amounts that are paid on behalf of a donee directly to number one, an educational organization for tuition. If you have a, maybe a grandchild or even a child, but a, you know, maybe a grandchild is a more common example that is enrolled in college, for example, and they have tuition, you can pay their tuition for them and it does not count against your, your annual limit, you know, the 17,000 here in 2023 or your lifetime gift and estate tax exemption. It's like a freebie. Similarly, amounts that are paid directly to healthcare providers for medical services on behalf of the donee get the same unlimited gift tax exclusion. So there's no, uh, kind of like there is on income tax, there's a income percentage threshold to know whether or not it's deductible. Not the case here. Also, there is no limitation on the relationship between the donor and the donee. So this wouldn't even necessarily have to be family. It's not like you're limited to your children or your grandchildren. It could be you want to pay tuition for your grandchild or your cousin or your niece or your nephew or your neighbor or your friend or your friend's neighbor. It really doesn't matter as long as number one, you pay it directly to the institution and two, it's for tuition. Therefore, books, room and board, that does not count for this. So if you pay their books and room and board, that is a gift that's going to either use part of your annual exclusion, the 17,000, or if you've already paid that amount to that person, it's gonna eat into your lifetime limit. But if it's tuition and you pay it directly, it doesn't count against either one. Similarly, healthcare, as long as it's paid directly to the healthcare provider, and it's for medical services, then same thing. It doesn't count against either the annual limit or the lifetime exemption. So that's a really handy tool that I, I think some people tend to overlook. So if you're in that situation where you're trying to reduce the value of your estate, and let's say that you have a grandchild that's an, maybe an expensive private school and you're, you're writing them the annual gift limit check each year. One other way that you can get money out of your estate 
benefit your grandchild and not have it count against your lifetime gift and estate tax limit would be to pay the tuition for that school. Or maybe you have a, a child or a grandchild or a niece or nephew that's, that's ill and maybe getting cancer treatments, for instance, that can be very expensive, even after insurance. As long as you pay those bills directly to the medical provider, then that's another way that you could reduce the value of your estate potentially. It's really important for both of these that you pay them directly to the provider. So if it's a nephew we're talking about and it's your brother's child, you do not want to write the check for tuition or for the medical payments to your brother to make that payment on behalf of your nephew. You want to say, hey, brother, send me the bill and then you pay it directly. That's the key thing. Also, keep in mind, if you have a taxable estate, I will pause and say I'm not an authority on or have any inside knowledge of the IRS's audit objectives. Just in general, I know from experience that taxable estates tend to be audited more. So you want to have good documentation of, hey, I made this gift. It was directly to the educational institution or directly to the medical provider and it was this amount and I didn't report it because I made it directly and here's, you have this exclusion. So if you think that this is something that might benefit you in your situation, I suggest that you speak to your financial planner, to your tax accountant, your tax attorney, and your estate planning attorney to see if this is a strategy that maybe you should employ. Everybody's situation is different and if you're in a situation with estate tax being potentially due, the stakes are pretty high. So you really do need to consult with your tax professional and your estate planning professional before considering this type of strategy. You want to make sure you cross all your T's and dot your I's if this is something you consider, but it's a really great option. Keep this in mind. If you find yourself in a situation with a taxable estate, This is a great way to get money out of your estate and reduce the value of your estate, therefore reducing the amount that might be subject to estate tax without having to impact your lifetime gift and estate limit. I hope you found this to be helpful. Like I said, talk to your tax attorney, talk talk to your estate planning attorney, see if this is a good fit for you, and I hope you found it to be helpful. We'll see you in next week's episode. This recording strictly is for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered investment advice. Opinions expressed are as of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. The views and opinions of guests on this program are not necessarily those of the Retirement Detective Podcast. The Retirement Detective Podcast is not affiliated with any guest or his or her business affiliates unless otherwise stated. The Retirement Detective Podcast does not guarantee the accuracy or the completeness of the data presented herein. The Retirement Detective Podcast shall not be responsible for any trading decisions, damages, or other losses resulting from or related to the information, data analysis, or opinions or their use. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investments are subject to investment risk, including possible loss of principal. Individuals should seriously consider if an investment is suitable for them by referencing their own financial position, investment objectives, and risk profile before making any investment decisions.
This podcast is not a solicitation to purchase or sell securities or a solicitation for advisory services. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, accounting, or other professional services, and nothing in this podcast should be relied upon as rendering legal, financial, accounting, or other professional services. Philip Mock is not a detective or law enforcement officer, and any reference to such is for entertainment purposes only.